on Sunday, March 26, 2017, from 2 to 4 p.m., the Podcast Rangers take over Atomic City Comics. That's right, Doom Thugs, and everything is awesome. Join forces to make one Megazord, and they're going to be putting our podcast on live at Atomic City Comics at 640 South Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. From 2 to 3, you can see Doom Thugs. From 3 to 4, you can see everything is awesome when they take on the nerd rocker of Philadelphia, Brian Gray, and they have the biggest, mightiest Avenger in the world, Thor, on hand to sit down and do their late night show so get ready because it's podcasting time everything was awesome as part of courts and parts a podcast network featuring pop culture tv movie and geek podcasts check out some of our other shows like tv ain't my brain let's chat with revelin friends and podstalgic at courtsandparts.com Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kevin. This is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, This week's guest is um, one of those rare uh, guests that we get, and that's uh, a musician. Um, Being a person who who obviously is into podcasting, as you guys know, uh, that's pretty much all I listen to. Uh, I think my my music reference is somewhere in the 90s uh, and, and 80s. So I'm not a huge music person as far as what I currently listen to, um, but I 100% respect the art, love talking to musicians. Some of my favorite podcasts out there are actual uh, interview-based podcasts with musicians, 25 o'clock. Steve from Bridge That Sound just started a podcast, and those are all musical-based podcasts, and they're some of my favorite, probably top 10 podcasts. So I love when I get a chance to sit down and talk to a musician. Please welcome to the show, uh, from Los Angeles, Los Angeles, from LA, uh, and we got to talk about his name before we started, so I actually have the pronunciation, and it sounds like a fun little story. Please welcome to the show, Mike Clements. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for telling me how to pronounce your last name, um, and so... I, I got to hear, before we do anything else, I got to hear the story you were starting to tell me about your first and middle name here. Yeah, so um, a couple of, of things about the name. Uh, I go primarily by my middle name, which is Michael. Uh, it's spelled M-Y-C-H-A-L. Um, and my my parents wanted me to also have my dad's name in my name. Uh, so they gave me the first name Timothy, and my mom thought that uh, Timothy Michael sounded better than Michael Timothy. So, uh, but she wanted me to be called Michael. So every time I had a new teacher, all growing up through school, uh, they'd go uh, Timothy Clements, and I'd have to raise my hand and say, uh, "Yes, I'm here." Uh, but I go by Michael. It's my middle name. My parents are—they hate me. Um, <laughs> And uh, also with the spelling, um, 
my mom didn't want me to be called Mike, um, and that lasted. Uh. It lasted till I was about maybe twelve years old uh, when we moved mm. to Arizona, and everybody just called me Mike. And uh, so she was uh, watching a basketball game, and she was watching. Um, I well, they weren't like directly watching it because our family we hate the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, even though I, I currently live in Los Angeles, uh, <laughs> I'm originally from Northern California, so I'm a Sacramento okay. Kings fan. Okay, okay. And Michael Thompson was a player on the Lakers, and they saw the spelling, and my mom was like, yes, people won't call him Mike if they spell it <laughs> like that. Um, and the answer is uh, no, yes, they will still call me Mike, but they'll also call me My Chow or <laughs> Michelle. Um <laughs> For a while in college, I was uh, emailing back and forth with a counselor, and I eventually had to go into the the office for the, the financial aid stuff, and uh, they looked at their calendar, and they were like, I thought you were a girl. <laughs> it, well, it is an interesting way to spell the name, and I yeah. can I can see now the way the way I've been seeing it throughout the, you know our communication is, is as Mike, yeah. not uh, so so like instantly I saw it as as you know a male name Mike. Yeah. Um, I guess seeing the full spelling uh, as it is Michael, it may I I would have to say I, I'm not I I, I can't um, I can't picture it right now but yeah yeah that's you know and it's because it's interesting my middle name is also michael but it's oh, not man. it's the traditional uh m-i-c-h-a-e-l oh, so, so your parents liked you <laughs> yeah well i i'm a junior uh and uh which as um well so are, are you also a junior or no no i'm not because okay. my uh, uh thankfully uh because my dad's middle name is wayne uh, and so I would not have liked to carry around Wayne. That would have been a, a awful middle name. I uh, but you got the the Y's in both. That's I know, that's right? Like... And here's the here's the funny thing. Uh, my parents wanted me to be called. Uh, they wanted to name me Michael because they were talking to my grandmother, and she was like, "Oh, we have a grandmother in our family. Uh, we sorry, we have a Michael in our family." And uh, one of our like one of my uncles was named. Uh, uh, Michael, and uh, it turns out his he was actually named Miles. <laughs> so, uh, so it just uh, all kinds of conf- confounding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I I grew up as a junior, and um, that was uh, not, as a kid didn't really matter. But as you get into your teen years and your voice. You go through puberty and, and, yeah. and your voice changes and you start getting phone calls and no one knows if they're talking to the right person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it becomes very – and then you start getting mail as like a, as a young you know man. Uh, it starts getting confusing. You're like, who's who? Yeah. And um, when I had my first child who was a boy – uh, my dad was like really big on like you know I really hope you name him Kevin Michael Gallagher the third I really hope you do it I hope, you know it's pass on the family name and I was like I don't know I say like, I don't think I can do it and um, my my fiance is the one that convinced me because she um, worked with someone who dated this guy named Trey T R E Y and he was the he was a third. Oh. And and I was like, oh, that's so in, like that's so cool. Like I, yeah. I'm on board. You know, that's that's one way that we he can be. And I can honor my father and not have to deal with the the BS of having two Kevin Michael Gallagher's in the same house. Yeah. 
So um, I think cool. that's the longest this show has ever talked about names. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's get into your origin. So, so you're not originally from L.A. You're originally from uh, Northern California. Um, where does at what age did um, you know you wanted to uh, be a musician? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I'm a, it, it's, it's actually kind of it's interesting. So I am a second generation uh, pastor's kid uh, on both sides of my family. Both my parents oh, wow. were uh, children of pastors. Okay. Um, which was it when you grow up a, uh, when you grow up a pastor's kid, you kind of move around a lot. And so mm-hmm. I was born in Walnut Creek, California, and uh, we lived in Sacramento, California for about eight years and then moved to the Bay Area, about 45 minutes east of San Francisco. And then we, um, when I was, I think, yeah, when I was 12, we moved to Phoenix, Arizona, which was uh, very hot. And, yeah. you know, whenever yeah. whenever people talk about Phoenix, they always say, oh, it's a dry heat. Um, that is utterly, <laughs> utterly false in the month of August. Um <laughs> you get these monsoons and so it's 120 degrees all day and occasionally it rains and so it's humid yeah um even at like two o'clock in the morning you walk outside and it's like i could still uh fry an egg on the sidewalk (laughs) yeah uh i've been to phoenix uh like maybe maybe two or three times for work and it's i have really bad like uh nasal problems mm-hmm. yeah. and it was you know the humidity is like always screws me up so you know i i know phoenix yeah. heat and it's not just a, a dry issue it's just yeah. a, a heat issue yeah it's it's the overall temperature and then yeah. it never cools down so mm-hmm. i was living there and uh, i met my uh, best friend uh, zane and uh, he and i kind of discovered music about the same time and uh, i i he gave me well. Sorry, I won at my youth group a copy of Reliant K's uh, "The Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek." So this was about like 2001 ish, and so I I listened to that album, and it's it's for those that don't know, it's a it's a pop punk album, and uh, it is like the epitome of early 2000s uh, pop punk, uh, mm-hmm. kind of sort of similar to Green Day. Um, okay, uh, they were kind of like the Christian Green Day, although. Uh, okay. Uh, lyrically, I, I think that they were a little bit more skilled. Um, a lot of their songs were kind of tongue-in-cheek. Uh, they made jokes. They had a, a song called um, Sadie Hawkins Dance, and it was all about you know getting asked out to Sadie Hawkins Dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, I, 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 I discovered that album, and that was kind of like the first time I had like a connection with the band, and the first mm-hmm. time I was like, I love this music. I'm going to stay up every night, and I'm going to listen to songs on repeat with the lyric booklet in my hand and a flashlight uh, when I'm supposed to be sleeping. I'm going to memorize every single word to this album. Wow. And, um, (laughs) you know, I, I, that was like kind of like early days when I first discovered music, that's like what I did. Okay. And, um, one Sunday we were hanging out at the church and my friend Zane had been taking some guitar lessons and he, uh, was playing my dad's guitar. He was kind of strumming some chords and uh, I looked at him and it was this whole like total jealousy thing of there's no way that you're going to be able to do something that I can't do. Um, <laughs> you're not going to be able to play my dad, my dad's guitar 
Like, that's not cool. And so I <clears throat> I had this really just awful electric guitar that it kind of was like a, it looked kind of like a Firebird, a Gibson Firebird, but it was, it played awful. It didn't stay in tune. Um, but I started to learn some chords because I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm if you're going to learn guitar, I'm going to learn guitar. And so yeah. uh, I started to play guitar and um, I just, I fell in love with the instrument. Um, there, it became for me, uh, the, the mode of expression, um, in a way where I, I normally couldn't express things mm-hmm. that I was feeling, uh, things that I was going through, I could express it through playing the guitar. Um, <clears throat> my, uh, my parents tell me this, uh, my mom tells this story to everybody every time I bring up this movie, uh, but I was home for, uh, the summer during, I think it was during college and my parents, my brother was doing something. So mom was like, Hey, we're going to go see a movie. And I'm, I love the movies. I love going to the movie theater. So I'm, I'm always down for a free movie and of course, you know, I, yeah. So they were like, I was like, okay, what are we seeing? And she was like, my sister's keeper. And I was like, okay, I don't really know much about it. Um, and so we went, and it was awful. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, if you that's wanna, what I haven't subjected myself to. It is not. I I actually cannot watch a Cameron Diaz movie because of it. <laughs> um, it it just it 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 made you feel awful, okay. and um, I couldn't you know say I didn't like that, and it made me feel things that I didn't really like feeling. But as soon as we got home, I went and I played some really sad music on my guitar for about two hours straight. <laughs> um, and so guitar became like the the way to truly express some of the stuff I've been feeling that I can't, I, I maybe not uh, necessarily able to verbalize. Yeah. And so that was like when I, uh, once I discovered the instrument, I was like, hey, I can actually speak with this instrument as opposed to just um, using my words. And it, it was a little bit more cathartic. Yeah, and that and that's something that like that's the the musicians I have spoken with like that's a very common thing I've noticed is that it is it, it kind of all begins as a, a way to tell a story or yeah. to just get your emotions out there, especially like if you're you know when you're you're a teenager when you, if you pick it up when you're younger you know every teenager is. They, they they hate the world in some fashion and they and they don't know how to say it for me it was it was wrestling like I was really into like the WWE style of wrestling uh, back when I was a kid and in the late uh, late 90s early 2000s when I was in high school like me and my friends we just we started in the backyard and 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 that was like truly. And and it, what I found out now in you know almost a decade or decade and a half later is that like it was the entertainment the the storytelling that I really liked the creative mm-hmm. aspect of me being able to go out there and tell a story. Um, now I do it through a microphone, and I mean truth be told, I did it through a microphone back then. I you know mm-hmm. I, I would talk smack if you will, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's. It's just a, a thing that it's it's I if you're I can't imagine being a teen, teenager that can't find that outlet, yeah. um, and it's you know um, 
it's just, it's a great thing that and mu- I don't know. There's just something about music. When I was a teenager, that's when I listened to music most. Yeah. Uh, because it was, you know, when I wasn't doing something for me to tell a story or to just kind of get aggression out or whatever, I was listening to others do it. And you know, probably at the time, and I no, definitely at the time, I wasn't listening to it that way. But now, yeah. as I'm older, like I can think back and be like, yeah, I was totally like making connection with those songs yeah i uh there's actually an album that i it came out when i was in high school it was, um the band Anne berlin uh their album blueprint no sorry never take friendship personal if i listen to that album i feel everything i felt when i was 15 like it is it's dangerous for me to listen to any of those songs because it's like it just <laughs> takes me right back to a uh, not so ne- not nece- necessarily uh, happy time. I wasn't. I was. It's. I become very melancholic. It's almost like, um, it's almost kind of like heroin for my soul uh, <laughs> when I listen to that album. And I just. I feel those feelings. I smell those smells. Um, and it's. It. That's kind of the 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 power of music. And when I discovered that, it was like, I love this. And this is like. I want to play music for the rest of my life, even if I don't get to do it professionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the sign to me of like someone that's just like truly in love with the craft. Um, That's uh, I I know, you know, fortunate enough to be doing podcasting for like this. I'm entering my 10th year of podcasting and the, in the beginning um, when, you know, in, tw- in 2006, 2007, uh, when podcasting was just beginning, like, yeah. you know, we were, we were reaching for guests and, and, and I live in Philadelphia. So, um, we are lucky enough to still, you know, even back then have like a good music, indie music community. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I would say, in you know, my, my love for music renewed, you know, 10 years ago when I was listening to all these indie, you know, punk bands or, or pop punk bands. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, this is one of those moments where I trailed on and on and I lost my train of thought, (laughs) but, uh, just, just, uh, Oh yeah. Those guys are all like, I, it's, it's the non mainstreamers. None of you are doing it for any other reason, but for the love of music, you can tell, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I, I work, I still work a day job. Um, I don't have any necessarily aspirations to be a touring like this to be my profession, but I can't not make music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's impossible for me to not go, uh, I can't go a week without playing my guitar or writing a song. Um, it's like in my blood, <laughs> you know? It's um yeah I mean it's it's something that I, I think that you know I, I some of the guys that um you know I, I've come up with we'll say in the podcasting industry that that were musicians they're like some of them have have kind of just taken a step out and and it's part of that is that they are now in their you know very late twenties or early thirties <clears throat> married families uh, but there's like there's this one this one guy I know who's in his mid thirties and he's still rocking he's still doing you know, he has a day job like you and he's still you know he he's hustling to to sell his album that that he put out and. Um, but it's all for the love of it, and it's in, and you hear that. Like I said, I think you hear that in the music. There's a reason that I appreciate. 
um, indie music more than mainstream music. And I think yeah. there's there's a difference in the sound. Um, not saying that mainstream music's bad. It's just that I, I can hear a difference and I usually prefer listening to indie. Yeah, definitely. There's there's like an earnestness and yeah. a, a heartfulness, heartfeltness that they're making it that even if nobody was going to listen, they would still make that music. Um, whereas, you know, with some of the more commercial stuff, they're making it designed, engineered specifically because these melodies, these rhythms, this key will sell records, you know? And so, yeah. And, and well, and so, so as um, a musician of like this, uh, what I like to call the new media age, um, what's it? I don't, I don't know if, it sounds like you're pretty young. Uh, how, how old are you? Do you mind me asking? I am 27. Okay, so so we're yeah. not too far off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so what's it like though? Like, um, when you were a teenager playing and trying to put together an album versus doing it now, when maybe it's you know getting your music is way more easier to to you know put it out there to the world. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I, the the biggest thing is for me is technology. Um, you know, working a full-time job, I can actually put money aside to get good equipment. Um, you know, when I was uh, first making music, I had this little, uh, it was a hard drive recorder that only had eight channels, but I could take, I could record uh, four channels and send that over to a stereo channel and um, it was almost kind of like a, a early days of uh, tape, um, but you know, digitally. And I, the only way I could get it off of the device was to plug it into. I had this Windows 98 PC that had a mono input uh, for recording, and I would use uh, a Windows Sound Recorder, and I would play it on my little uh, recorder into my computer and record that. And and you know, the audio quali- audio quality was just awful um <laughs> but it was it was uh definitely you know cathartic and and in terms of an artistic expression i was able to actually like say the things i wanted to say and and play the things i wanted to play um but i didn't necessarily know how to really record it to, so that it would sound good and and that and also like there weren't the outlets for posting music i mean i came up during the myspace day so like okay, yeah 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 um i was in high school when um myspace was out and i think like when uh facebook came like to the west coast right before i went to college you still had to have like an, a dot edu uh, address yeah. you know yeah. so that it wasn't the marketing platform that it is today and um you know, Instagram didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no. And no, no. So, like there was no, there weren't outlets. And like to get, like iTunes didn't even exist when I was, when I started making. Wow. Music, you know, and. That's nuts to think and, about. Like that's what, 10, uh, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Cause I've been, I've been playing guitar for, let's see, I'm 27 now. I've been playing and kind of, you know, recording my own songs for about 14 years. Oh, wow. Uh, so. It's like, it's nuts to think of all this new media, iTunes, YouTube, even podcasts. Yeah. Like, it's all it's all still in its infancy. Like, it's all a teenager, really. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's not been around long. It's it's kind of crazy because like the thought of getting music that I recorded onto iTunes was such a foreign concept. 
like I, I I didn't even I wouldn't have even known how to go about that. And mm-hmm. you know, today like I I use DistroKid for all of my online distribution. Uh and it's it's amazing. I pay twenty dollars a year and I can upload as much music as I want and it goes live um almost instantaneously. Uh yeah. like for Amazon, they usually get it up the same day. iTunes is about a week and some of the other platforms, you know, they take about a week to two weeks. But the the fact that I can record a song, get it mastered, and immediately upload it is kind of mind boggling. Like if I if I could go back and tell my you know thirteen fourteen year old self, hey, you know, uh, getting your music on iTunes and having it heard by people in Norway is entirely possible when you're twenty seven years old. That would have blown my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. Um... And, and it's it's we're finally like as we get into the you know iTunes is is I guess only fourteen or fifteen years old at this yeah. point. It's now the, the this next generation that is cut, like they're now getting interested in music and it's all normal to them. Like it's it, yeah. this is the norm and that's it's um you know something that I, I've kind of been aware of for you know forever because I I. I grew up on VHS still yeah. uh, kids. That's a little black box, the tape in it and it plays a movie. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's nuts to see just how, where, where we started, where we are now. And that there's now a generation of kids who, uh, you know, they, they, they don't even know what nine 11 is except for in the history books. And they're yeah. all they know is, new media they 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 know what a podcast is from the womb they know what itunes and youtube is from the age of i mean my son knows youtube he's five years old yeah uh yeah it's kind of crazy i mean like the the possibility if you're if you're good with your you know your hashtags on instagram you can get your posts seen by people all over the world and we just this year with the Grammy with Chance the Rapper winning uh, an award he you know we had the first ever artist to win a Grammy who had no physical distribution he didn't oh, wow. sell physical CDs and he had no major label support wow. for, the, for the early part of his career he gave away his music like oh wow that to me is 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 kind of uh signaling a massive shift in the music industry where you don't have to have a label you if you work hard and you've got a you can build a following you can you can win a grammy which is like mind-boggling you know even five years ago that would have wouldn't have even been possible yeah no yeah it's it's nuts it's nuts and the way to to get your stuff made now is just, I mean, and, and I, I, I guess I'm taking the assumption because I've only, I've seen it happen with one of my friends' bands and, and I've never partaken, but like with Kickstarter and Indiegogo and other crowd sourcing, you know, it's, it's become, you know, if you, if you seek it pretty easy to, to, you know, pre-fund your, your work yeah, based and, off your fans. And even, you know, with the, because um, what I what I did with mine is is mine is entirely self funded. Oh, I, mean, nice. I, I actually didn't spend much to make the record. Um, okay. In terms of the actual production, I paid um, 
I used a site called Fiverr. You're you're aware of Fiverr? Yes. Um, I yes. Actually, uh, I found a guy that would master. He mastered my album for thirty five dollars. Oh wow! And um, <clears throat> everything else, all of the um, recording I did, I did that all myself. I did all of the mixing myself with plugins that over the years, you know, I. Uh, I wait until, you know, Black Friday, and then I usually buy two or three that I've kind of had my eye on because uh, uh, they'll go on sale, and I can get them, you know, way cheaper than the the, the normal price. And, and just over the years of collecting equipment, uh, I may, I was able to make this album uh, in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, well, not technically not my bedroom. Uh, our apartment has this weird little nook area that we okay. kind of turned into a studio. Gotcha. If you hear like a, a rumble in the background, uh, it's actually we live right across the street from a highway, and so uh, <laughs> no matter what, no matter where I am in the apartment, you can hear the rumble. Uh, it's kind of weird. Whenever we go someplace that doesn't have it, I have trouble sleeping because uh, <laughs> uh, I can normally hear it all the time. Yeah, um, it's it's funny how that you know. Um, that kind of stuff sticks with you if you're if you know if you if you live near a train station like you know you're you you the train soothes you to sleep versus yeah. keeping you awake after a period of yeah time. And, and if it's gone you have trouble you're like where yeah. what am i missing oh right the roaring noise of the super busy highway that's right outside my window some people <laughs> need the sounds of the ocean others need a freeway exactly uh, so you know for me collecting equipment over the years and and getting um you know uh plugins and stuff to 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 make the music uh i was able to you know for a very cheap price be able to put together an album and that's kind of been the um the most freeing aspect of you know the age we're living in where you know i i, I record uh with logic uh, Pro X, um, and that was a two hundred dollar, you know, recording software that is like you know a lot of studios are actually switching over to it because it's it's cheap and it it runs everything I need and it's it's got great audio quality and uh, so that's kind of been um, I guess the biggest revolution in the music industry is the you can actually record and fully produce an album in your bedroom. Yeah. And that's to me is like super exciting, especially for people that are just now getting into it and just now like just discovering music. They have all these these tools that they can use for relatively um, for relatively inexpensive amount. You can put an album together and, you know, maybe pay to have someone mix it and someone else to master it and it'll sound great. It is, yeah, it is nuts just the, you know, I mean, without the technology that's still, you know, the same technology that, that makes your, you know, your music, and maybe not the exact same, but similar technology is what makes, you know, podcasting and, and even filmmaking, which is something that, you know, has become an interest of mine in the last, like, five to ten years. Uh, it's just something that's more accessible, you know, it's to yeah. everybody now. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, you can record a podcast on your phone. Yeah, you can get a great mic, plug it yeah. into your phone, and just sit yeah. around and talk. It's it's the the access that we have to technology now, especially in filmmaking. I mean, I <clears throat> I just got the new iPhone seven, and I can record four K video in at thirty frames per second, and that device is in my pocket. 
Yeah. You know, if I had shown that to my 13 year old self, self, I would have lost my mind. Um, yeah. You're like, oh, you mean I can on this little device that fits in my pocket, I can record a movie and edit it and add effects and do some really cool stuff and upload it to a place where millions of people could see it. With this device, I would have like I probably would have died. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it would have blown and- my mind. And and even like when you know even with these phones that have this, such a high video quality, at first it was like, all right, well we have this high video quality, how do we get equally high audio quality to it? And, and now and, you know we just mentioned the, the microphones for the for the pi or for the iPhones, like now it's it's all there, like everything you need is there to kind yeah. of, you know. Um, put together a movie if you want right from your pocket exactly uh it, it is and, and that's it's just i don't know I, I think it's i'm of the mindset of the more people creating the better for everybody exactly and so. it, you know the more people you have the more it pushes the boundaries of whatever medium you're creating in and i i guess you know for your listeners that's kind of the, the the coolest thing is um if you have an idea just go do it like yeah if you have something that you want to create, if you have um, the drive, if you've got you know a novel or a story idea or a, a song idea, for if with just the device in your pocket, you can go out and you can make that thing. Yeah, you know, with some creativity and with some ingenuity, you can create that thing. And if if you you know you get stumped and you're like, I don't know how to do this, you have one of the greatest resources ever. YouTube. You can go yep. YouTube and learn oh how to God. do literally yeah. anything. If I need, if I need to know how to do something, I go on YouTube. How to, yep. um, whatever, yeah. you know. And it can get even specific. Um, I just bought a truck. It's an old, like a '94 Chevy um, Silverado, and I was having trouble with the air conditioning, and I needed to change the uh, the blower motor in it. And I was able to go on YouTube, type in how to change. 94 Chevy Silverado yep. blower motor boom there's like 20 videos and I was like yeah. perfect yeah you know? it's uh you know as I feel like as um time goes on we're actually like losing some of those uh skills like you know th- there's less people that are that can work like work on a car like yeah like you know my dad my, my father-in-law they all like they grew up doing it but there's like for me like i wouldn't call myself a car guy at all like, i i can fix a computer with my with my eyes closed but like a, a car is like way more challenging but i do I, I work on my car like i yeah. work 100 percent. do the same thing go to youtube and yeah. say how do i change the brakes on exactly. this car yeah, and you don't necessarily yeah. have to have the skill, but you have act like in this day of the in in age, you have access to learn how to how to acquire the skill. Yeah, you, yeah, it's anything, you know. Yeah, it it should be more people being able to to go out there and do those trade skills because yeah. it is you know whether they are someone that had you know that's older and it's just they they're bored and recording it and posting it online or they just truly are just trying to they found it like their creative process is to you know put out these how-to videos to help the future generation whatever it is it's it's out there for people um before before we let you go i do uh want to you know let's let's talk about your album specifically uh what's the name of the album that's dropping on uh april 6th yeah so the album is called the layover and uh, it was it was birthed out of a really interesting time in my life. Uh, last November, 
I was laid off from my job and uh, I my job I I didn't necessarily like my job but I was good at it and it, you know paid the bills and um, uh, it, it was a pretty big shock and a pretty big um, kick in the gut you know of yeah holy cow I'm married and you know I have my wife to support and and you know up until that point we were kind of you know we weren't making uh, you know, nothing, but, you know, we were still living paycheck to paycheck cause I'm still paying off, you know, student loans and stuff. And so yeah. I was in this season of my life, like what the heck just happened to me? I felt like I got ran over by a truck. Um, and then a week later, my grandmother died who I was really, really close to. So it was like, yeah. bam, bam, just knocking me down. Yeah. And, um, one of the, I, I guess the, where the name comes from is, uh, there's been a couple of times where I've had to fly to Florida and, uh, cause my, my little brother, he went to school out there. We went out for his graduation and then his, his wedding. And every time we flew out there, we would have the, uh, like a two hour layover in Denver, uh, Colorado. And the, the title track, like the main hook is it, it's a layover in Denver. And the interesting thing about when you're on a airplane layover, you're technically traveling, um, but you're not making forward progress. You yeah. Go back to where you previously were, but you're not actually moving on to the place that you know is going to be awesome. Because generally, when you're traveling, um, it's it's for an exciting thing. You know, my brother's graduation, my brother's wedding. It was an exciting thing, but we'd have to sit around and wait in this airport, and that was kind of the season. This whole layoff period was for me. Um, I, I was coming from a place of comfort. Uh, I had been, I'd had some unrest at the job and I, I had just spoken to my manager and they had given me some really cool projects that I was excited about and, and uh, kind of thinking to myself, if, if I, I'm okay here, I can stay. Um, Cause um, one of the things I was working for, working through is as, as a Christian scripture says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might and with all your strength and with all your soul as worship unto the Lord. And so that was something that God was kind of uh, working through me. Uh, he's working in me through this situation of being unhappy. And, and can I still work hard even though I'm not feeling it? And I had just kind of settled into that season and like, okay, this is where I'm at. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my job, but it's what God had for me at the time. And I was, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. And like a little bit later I got laid off. And so I was in this like weird limbo of, I, I had just come from this place of comfort and, and I knew that God had something for me and that he was working uh, in the situation to bring me to something better and better for me that would be more fulfilling, more challenging because uh, part of my um, my mind structure is I need to be challenged constantly, and I I had I wasn't feeling challenged, and so I was in this weird season. It was almost like a layover where I'm technically okay. going to the place where I'm going, but I'm not there yet, and I'm not making forward progress. And so all of these songs on this album uh, are written during, uh, except for two, they were all written during this time. Uh, the other two, they really kind of fit with the, uh, I had written them and, and, and hadn't really re fully produced them. Um, but the okay. lyrics kind of fit into the season. Um, 
and so that's kind of like about the album and where it came from and and what i was conveying is is being in this living in this tension between what the heck just happened to me and i know i'm gonna be okay that's that's really exciting and and i can't wait for for everybody to be able to listen to it on uh april 6th on all the platforms i'm sure as we as we discussed yeah it's uh, coming it's so easy anywhere digital music is sold streamed downloaded you can find it awesome awesome um so and one before we let you go officially uh throw out all your plugs that you want people to know about so that they can find you online and stalk you and listen to all your stuff yeah um so i'm at online my website is mikeclements.com that's uh, m-y-c-m-y-k-e-c-l-e-m-e-n-t-s dot com Uh, i'm on instagram and twitter at mikeclements uh spelled the same way i'm on facebook as well but um, I think the, uh, uh, the best posts are usually on Instagram cause I love that platform and, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like taking photos and making videos and stuff. So it's, that's the artist in you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Mike, uh, or Michael, uh, thank you for being on the show. I uh, cannot wait to, uh, to see, uh, your album, not see, listen to your album <laughs> when it drops. Uh, so make sure you check out Michael on all his fancy social media and websites and listen to all his awesome music. Which we're actually going to get a glimpse of by taking a listen to The Layover, the self-titled track from the album. Uh, for Everything is Awesome, I am Kev. You're listening to us right here on awesomepodcast.com. And of course, we're part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on coretemparts.com. We've been awesome.
Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.